hello welcome back to another episode of five songs or less uh this time i am joined once again by the lovely cody hi cody hey cody gave me a band or or a a musician i guess i should say a songwriter a singer guitarist joshua ray walker yeah reading country yeah is this the first country episode uh, I mean, we did Nico Case, so that's somewhat in that realm. Gotcha. Singer, uh, singer, songwritery, singer, songwriter, get some country influence. Yeah. And then Taylor Swift. Oh, we yeah. We did a Taylor Swift episode. So, okay. And we didn't really talk about her country days, but, you know, <laughs> I forget there were that's country where she days. Came from. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we didn't go back that far. I, I think she's going to. She's going to go back that way a little bit, maybe. That's my that's so? my prediction. I, I keep seeing these weird headlines about her and Avril Lavigne maybe doing something together. Uh, that would also be sick, but... <laughs> Which would be interesting. There were, on her album Lover, there were a couple little hints of, like, what could be considered, like, dipping her toe into the realm of pop punk or something like that. Uh, and this is just total, totally my perception of this. I'm sure yeah. she wasn't doing it on purpose and no one else noticed, but I'm just like, the, the, her voice turned for a second there and I could hear uh-huh. like, you know, some sort of pop punk yeah. thing happening. And I, I kind of want it to happen and I kind of don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hear every once in a while I hear, or I shouldn't say every once in a while I hear pop punk in like, everything sometimes like yeah you know just uh certain ways of singing or uh, vocal melody or something like that sounds like Uh pop punk (laughs) cody you went on a trip to arnold california where my (laughs) parents used to have a little cabin i use that term very extremely loosely it was a house yeah uh, that happened to be in the mountains yeah how was it uh it was good we might have for all I know, we might have stayed in the what used to be your parents' cabin house because it was also a cabin house. Was it just like a normal house, or was it at all cabiny? <laughs> uh, well, there were there were skis on the wall. Um, there were okay, bears okay. in the decor, but other than that, pretty uh-huh. much like a house. There was some like you know exposed wood, so I guess that makes it a cabin. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, was it two story? It was. I should have asked you what the address was or whatever. Well, not on the pod. We don't want to dox your parents' old cabin. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I know the thing to to really figure this out is: Did your parents' house have a sauna in it? No, it did not have a sauna. Okay. Yeah, this place had a sauna in it, which I've always wanted to try mm-hmm. uh, in a private setting. So yes, I got absolutely. to do that and. Feels pretty good. Does it? Get really hot and sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. In a controlled environment. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So was it just like a Airbnb or something like that? I think so. Brandy. Brandy, Brandy got it up. all figured out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, bless her heart. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys do <laughs> up there? Uh, Nothing. Laid around... Went in the hot tub. That's exactly what uh, my parents and and 
family or whatever would do when we went up there too. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's great. It was great. Uh, we did go to Calaveras Big Trees uh, State Park, mm-hmm. which I had been to before when I was younger, but it was still really nice. And, yeah. You know, big trees. Sweet. Pretty cool. Yeah. And we went for a drive up Highway 4 until the snow uh, closed. There was like they had the road closed um, like they just didn't bother clearing it all the way. Uh huh. Yeah, it was cool seeing some snow and yeah. really beautiful country. That stretch between like, um, I don't know, Highway 88 up four to Arnold mm-hmm. is like just really, really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Cal- California nice rules. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Did you go to Serafina's? Dude, so uh, that so Danny made a recommendation for this Italian place that's up there, which, you know, there's like four or five restaurants there. Yeah. And so the first night after you made the recommendation, we went by and uh, we're going to eat there. And we we got in there and they were f- she asked if we had made reservations. We said, <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, yeah, they were full for the night. So uh-huh. the next day we called to make reservations and they had already all been filled. So, yeah. uh, that place is, is hopping and must be good. I mean, my prediction is there's a lot of like, uh, like golf clubs yeah. and kind of rich people up there. And that kind of looked like the only place that was like, I don't know, that kind of person would would like like it looked really nice inside and stuff all the other places were like fine for me but i can see like i don't know people sticking their nose yeah yeah but we went to the mexican place it was pretty good and uh we went to a brewery and that was that was pretty good and one night we just ate like snacks that we hell yeah brought up yeah seraphina's is kind of like the only good place to eat like actually good uh uh-huh. but yeah i probably should have mentioned like you usually have to have, have a re- reservation um i because when we first like we're looking it up when we first were up there and stuff the like reviews on yelp were from like people from the bay area that would drive all the way there or probably like fucking Jeez. fly a plane or some shit you know yeah yeah helicopter uh, yeah to go there <laughs> fucking insane it is really good though so maybe next time make your tell brandy to make a reservation in advance (laughs) um did you go to that thrift store no uh, i don't even know if it's there anymore no if i we went to some place in murphy's but it was not really a thrift store it was like a consignment shop and it was weird she we walked in and they were like have you ever been here before and we're like no and then she like explained how it worked how like that the tags have a date and that determines the price and she's like but today everything is 20 20 percent off except for the vampire (laughs) art and i turned around and there was like this like small section of like uh somebody who made like shadow boxes with like wooden stakes and crucifixes and like holy holy water and whatever like I don't know stuff you would see at some, I don't know, horror convention or whatever. Oh, uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> man, it's a good thing you didn't go see Morbius before that. Otherwise you would have bought those. Oh man, that's Tuesday. <laughs> that's Tuesday. I'm, I'm going with Keith on Tuesday. I can't wait. Oh my God. Are you really going to go see in the theater? Uh, yeah. Me and Keith yeah. kind of try and go to a movie 
almost every week, although I've been pretty flaky the last few weeks but yeah that i have like stockholm syndrome from that movie because i've seen the trailer so many times and like (laughs) as soon as i saw it i was like this looks awful and now like the more i have seen it the more i'm convinced i can't wait to see it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i mean it looks it looks really really bad and all the reviews are really really bad but that's Uh, yeah that's okay if you're gonna go with anyone you gotta go with keith yeah yeah and we go on tuesday nights when it's like discount night or whatever yeah yeah, it's that's, fun. That's rad. Oh, Keith. Yeah, you should get him on here, man. I know. I don't know if I have any way of contacting him anymore. Is he still on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll DM. Yeah. Him, okay. DM. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you his contact info. Okay. I don't want to okay. dox him as well. <laughs> his phone number is. <laughs> did you Did you think of any uh, a topic for the? Um, underrated overrated favorite least favorite uh, no i did not um oh man i we should we should start thinking of that so we don't have to talk about my cats <laughs> <laughs> uh we could do i mean you've only been there once now but maybe you could think of an overrated underrated favorite least favorite for arnold california arnold slash murphy's <laughs> maybe <laughs> let's see uh, overrated Serafina's oh. place was packed. Uh, how good can it really be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> underrated the Mexican food place. Pretty good. Had a tamale and enchilada and yeah. a taquito rice wow. and beans. Classic Americanized uh, <laughs> Mexican food style. Uh, chips and salsa. They kept them coming. Nice. Good stuff. Favorite, uh, the drive there and around was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. This time of year in early April, everything was green. Lots and lots of flowers everywhere. The dogwoods were blooming. Lots of daffodils on the hills. Lots of poppies. Uh, so that was nice. Least favorite, the drive up the mountain to get to the cabin every time we left because it took like 10 minutes and the roads didn't make any sense. And we would always try and do it without the GPS and end up getting lost and then have to type it into the GPS, except our phones didn't have service on the mountain. So we'd have to pull over and use our cars like ancient built in. Oh shit. It's ancient. It's a 2016, but it's like (laughs) the built in GPS where it's like the interface is ridiculous. Um, yeah but um how about you <laughs> uh i i fully disagree with your overrated Serafina's is, is hella good uh okay. you just gotta know who to talk to and, and when to go man <laughs> i guess i guess so overrated thing about arnold uh fucking golf like golf is stupid all the, yep. like, the golf courses up there that shit's mm-hmm. dumb Stop playing golf. Use that yeah, land for yeah, more they important all, things. Yeah, they all looked beautiful. I kept thinking of how I would love to just walk through that meadow, but uh, nope, there were a bunch of old dudes playing golf. You could, get, you could walk through the meadow, but you'd end up with a concussion, so mm-hmm. not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, un- underrated uh, is uh, the, the little thrift store. I only went there once. To the little thrift store next to the grocery store, uh, but I got 
two very good records. A very weird one um, that was, I don't know if it was a soundtrack to a movie or what it was exactly, but it was about uh, using drugs. That was pretty funny. And I got um, an Elvis Costello record. Wow. Do you remember which one? Um, I think it was, hold on, I'm going to look it up really quick. Where's my Discogs? Okay. Because I want to find out the the Teenage Whatever. Here it is. Teenage Rebellion, Bob Summers and Mike Curb. Original motion picture soundtrack recording. The Truth About the Now Generation, a documentary report with tracks like Teenage Rebellion, Orgy Around the World, The Geisha Girl, A Young Girl's Mistake, The Call Girl, The Gay Teenager. <laughs> it's a very fun so record. The- yeah, this sounds like a um, like a soundtrack to like a Mondo Bizarro type movie where it's like a ex- exploitation where yeah, the, that's kind of what it, it acts like it is against it, but really people are watching it to to see it. Yeah, yeah, not I to think be, yeah, I think so. Um, and then which Elvis Costello was it? I believe it was. I'm pretty sure it was this year's model. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, I guess, sort of surprising in that it's a really good record that you wouldn't expect to find because why would anybody get rid of it? But not surprising because it also was like his hit. So, yeah, yeah, or yeah. it was a, a hit. So lots of people had it. Yeah. What was I on? That was over. That was underrated. OK. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, overrated under favorite is Serafina's because it's the best place to eat up there. The only mm-hmm. place I think that I ate up there that didn't uh, make me feel sick, except for, except for round table, because you know it's round table, <laughs> they're all the same, right? Um, right. Oh, Sac City Unified School District is calling. Actually, I'm going to answer this. Hold on, it's just a recording. Fuck. I mean, I guess that's good, but. Uh, school Still is striking. reopening tomorrow. Did they come to a settlement or? Yeah, they came to an agreement. So I gotta, I gotta look that up and see what the agreement is and and see what happened. I know this is some local news for everyone outside of Sacramento listening to this, but uh, Superintendent uh, Jorge Aguilar was not being very cooperative with the unions here. Uh, for yeah. Sacramento City Unified School District. Um, but anyway, strike's over now, so that means Han has to go to school tomorrow, and that means uh, he should probably take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, overrated, underrated. What did I say? Under or least? Least favorite. You're least, least favorite. Least favorite. I mean, I kind of just want to say golf courses again, but. Least favorite That's is... That's the whole problem with... I know, yeah. I know. It's it's too hard to come up with a, something you don't like and something something else you don't like. The time I went up there and uh, I was in my Honda Accord, I think. No, it was a Civic. Honda Civic. And I couldn't get up to my parents' cabin because the roads were too snowy. Um, so that was my, that's oh, my man. least favorite thing. 
did you just have to turn around and go home? Uh, I think I hung around for a little bit. Did you just park and have them come get you? <laughs> no, uh, I was up there by myself. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I turned around. I went back down to Murphy's and then I ended. I was like, this is dumb. I'm just going to go home. Did, did I cover all of them? Favorite, least favorite. <laughs> yes, <you did. laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think Dante left the podcast? It's because of bullshit like this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're only 21 minutes in and we've <laughs> talked about a tiny town that nobody has heard of. And yep, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's cool. Every, everyone go to Serafina's. Tell them Danny sent you. <laughs> uh, anyway, fucking you want to talk about this dude? This sure. Joshua Ray Walker. Yeah. Um, did you go see him at, at Goldfield? <laughs> I did. I did. This was like in November when things were f- for some reason feeling a little safer, even though uh-huh. they absolutely were not. And I really, really wanted to see him. Um, yeah. and he was, he was playing with Charlie Crockett. So, uh, I made the decision to go see him at Goldfield, which, is a testament to how much I wanted to see him. Cause it's not like I love that venue at all. And also it was the run in Roseville. So that makes it yeah. even worse. Um, I got there. I was literally one of like four people wearing a mask at a sold out show. And then at <laughs> one point I had taken off my mask in the bathroom, uh, to like, you know, wipe some of the sweat or whatever and i (laughs) dropped the mask on the bathroom floor oh no and everybody started cheering i only had one mask with me so i had to make the decision of should i go home should i wear the mask that fell on the bathroom (laughs) floor or should i not wear a mask and at the time joshua ray walker hadn't even started yet and i was desperate to see him and i <laughs> talked myself into feeling okay about just going maskless like everybody else there and yeah. then as soon as he was done and i like had that like itch scratched i was like what the, what am i doing this is the worst <laughs> idea and i I left like shortly after Charlie Crockett started, even though he was really great as well. And just like Uh on the drive home, hated myself so much for doing that. I slept on the couch for like five days as to not expose Brandy in case I got anything. And I had to wait, you know, the five days for the test to to clear or to, uh, you know, have the best results. results. And then. Yeah, and uh, it was it was negative. So I might be immune to COVID because if there's any place <laughs> that you're going to get it, it's mask maskless in Roseville at a country yeah. Western concert. Yes. Um, oh, my God. But I mean, looking back, I'm pretty glad that I went and I stayed, but it was a yeah. dicey situation for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But he was great. Did you go by yourself? Uh, I did. I went by myself. I knew, I mean, I didn't know anybody else who had heard either of, of them and, uh, or even likes country music all that much. And, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I wanted to go. 
Uh, he was really, really good. That play, like Goldfield up there is like big and hmm. would be a great place for shows if it wasn't Goldfield. Yeah. And run by questionable people. Yeah. They, it was like doors at 730. It was a sold out show. Did I already say that? So it was packed. No. And I think doors were at 730 and the show was supposed to start at eight and it ended up starting at like 930. So I was just like Ooh. squished between a bunch of people and it was actually yeah. more people weren't wearing masks, but people's attitudes were fine. I didn't see a lot of like, I don't know, like second amendment t-shirts or anything. And it was like <laughs> yeah, a yeah, more, yeah. a more diverse crowd than I thought. And people were like treating each other nicely for the most part. Oh, um, well, that's good. So that was nice. There was like some young younger folks that like kind of like snuck in that made me like be like, Oh yeah, the kids are all right or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, when he got started, it was just him and an acoustic guitar and it was amazing. I mean, his voice is so great and his guitar playing is great. And um, people, I think most people there maybe hadn't heard him. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of, talking and then as he kept going is one of those things yeah. where it like slowly got more quiet and more quiet because people were like oh man this guy's really good yeah yeah so it was cool i would love to see him again uh, yeah. hopefully he comes comes this way again hopefully he actually comes to sacramento and not roseville yeah i mean that yeah. would be ideal <laughs> uh how did you come across his music i don't i well during pandemic i mean i've always liked country music but for some reason during the pandemic i was like i really doubled down and was listening to like a lot of the like serious radio like Mm -hmm. satellite radio country stations at while i was working because i could just stream it and i didn't have to like worry about changing records or whatever and sure country music is just kind of like comforting to me and I didn't hear him on that, but it, it got me enough into like current country music that I started following like Rolling Stones country Instagram. Like they have a separate oh, interesting. entity for that. And they published an article in July 2020 about about him. So that popped up on Instagram and uh-huh. just the picture of him. I was like, wow, this guy looks like not like a country singer a current yeah. country singer that's like would be in Rolling Stone or whatever and read the article and they they called him uh country's most fascinating young songwriter wow. and like compared him compared his voice to Dwight Yoakam and stuff so mm-hmm. I was like I got to check this out so I did that was right when um Glad You Made It came out so mm-hmm. I think that was the his second record was the one I started with and yeah yeah, there's been a lot more like sort of country, country adjacent stuff I've gotten into in the last couple of years. Some of it because mm-hmm. of you and Archie always sharing stuff back <laughs> yeah. and forth because uh, we have like a I've mentioned our group chat on, on the pod before. But for uh, <laughs> new listeners out there, uh, I have a group chat with Cody and our friend Harjeet and they're always talking about country music and I'm just sitting back and watching <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, I'll listen to, to things and yeah, 
I also came across the queer country um, uh, social media stuff. I don't. Know, I guess it's a website. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there, you know, they have Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And so I follow that, and I'll listen to yeah. things on there every once in a while. Um, yeah, that's like, man, just so cool. That's like one of, another thing that has gotten me really engaged lately or over the last few years is just the more diversity and yeah. Yeah. The, the queer country stuff. It's like, like Orville Peck is really good and I really like him, but I don't think his stuff is like super country sounding, no. which I, I don't, I don't mean that in like any kind of like gatekeepy way or whatever. It's just like, doesn't have that twang. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's little more I've like, listened, it's it's reminded me more of like Elvis or Roy Orbison or yeah, it's in that realm. Super Roy Orbison. I mean, there's definitely like country woven yeah. in there or whatever. Anyways, I I really like him, but there's there's other folks like um, there's a person named Bobby Dove who's really really great that mm-hmm. everybody should check out. Um, uh, now I'm gonna gonna blank on who's the person you said folks. that um uh joshua is touring with oh uh sarah shook and the disarmers yeah she's mm. really really good um there's a guy named austin lucas who was kind of he was in the punk in, world yeah mm-hmm. he was in the punk world and i think he more recently has been open with his queerness and uh but still you know, engaging with the country aspects of his music, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he's touring with lavender country. Who was like the very first, like in the seventies first, like queer country artist. Whoa, um, I mean, country. it was like, yeah, like that's cool. You should, yeah. Check him out, uh, you know, read about him and stuff. He's got a very yeah. interesting uh, story and obviously it's very like brave to try and be a, queer country singer in any time but especially this you know the 70s i I can't imagine some of the stuff he probably went up against um he's actually the guy who wrote um uh cowboys are frequently secretly fond of each other (laughs) have you have you heard that song i think no say willie nelson did it and it was on the broke back mountain oh interesting maybe um and it might have been a little more tongue in cheek when sure. it was originally written, but hearing Willie sing it and putting it along with that that movie, if I'm remembering that correctly, I mean uh-huh. it was pretty it was pretty hard hitting. It's it's really good. It's actually like a really great song. Huh. Man, I'm gonna have to check that out. That's very cool. Yeah. Well that's that's pretty cool. Um when we've been talking about like bands that you could give me and bands that I could give you I knew you would have to dip into like your country <laughs> stuff and cause we've been yeah. sharing, you know, punk and metal and all that kind of stuff between us for the past, you know, 20 years, 20 plus years or whatever. So yeah, it's really hard to find stuff that we both don't already know. Cause yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like we just always automatically recommend stuff to, <laughs> to each other. So it's yeah. hard to find something. Um, we've always had very similar tastes in that world. Um, but I've never dipped too much into country and, and stuff and, and like all the classic stuff you listen to. So, right. Which is why I never really recommended it 
to you. I mean, I knew you were probably down with it and respected it, but I didn't, I never really got the impression it was your, your yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, I've been pretty, um, pretty musically close-minded or gatekeepy in, in my past. <laughs> and it's only the last, I don't know, I want to say like five years that I've really started to embrace a lot more stuff. Yeah. Be I less mean, of co- an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> asshole. I mean, everybody kind of goes goes through that. And and I mean, even if you don't like it still, it's like everybody has their own preference. Sure. And co- country is definitely one of those things that isn't for everybody. And there's a lot of like things to get hung up on. Like it's really hard to wade through the a lot of the politics involved. And yeah, sometimes yeah. you just it's- have to swallow a bitter pill and be like man this guy was an asshole but this <laughs> song's really good or whatever or it comes yeah. from a different time i mean that's all music really but um and then now it's you know there's like really it feels like there's two worlds of country music there's the um florida georgia line and like Dirks Bentley and all the stuff that kind of has the <laughs> weird like auto tune trap beat stuff. And I'm not yeah. going to say I'm not going to say that's not country or that's not authentic because you I've learned that lesson many times before of you uh-huh. know saying something isn't country. And then 10 years, it's like a sliding scale. 10 years mm-hmm. later, it's like, man, I can't like I, you can't I can't believe how country Garth Brooks sounds now. Like, <laughs> yeah 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 compared to like when i in the early 2000s when i was like that's not real country <laughs> so um uh that that podcast cocaine and rhinestones actually has a really good episode well the whole episode isn't but the the introduction is about just like how people have always tried to say what country music is and isn't and it changes mm-hmm. over time and yeah um it's it's pretty ridiculous um but anyways there's so there's that kind of of stuff that's a little more mainstream and then there's the whole uh americana mm-hmm. like i don't know there's the joke is like americana is country for liberals or whatever <laughs> and i think i think that joshua ray walker kind of rides that line pretty good like both sides can can get into it I, I don't know exactly where he falls politically but just judging by who he tours with and the way he acts, I assume he's like pretty in line with my my politics or whatever. Um, But he's got a pretty classic uh, sound that's modern Mm -hmm. enough to be interesting to folks. I don't know. I just, yeah. 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 He sounds very classic. He doesn't sound like that, you know, pop country that everyone hated in the, 90s and aughts or whatever whenever all that stuff kind of was getting popular based on like everything i've seen of him and based on his lyrics um he seems like a very genuine person yeah Um, yeah he's he seems very earnest and um yeah sincere which i like and i think that he can he's sort of uh you know the way you act and the people you uh, associate with can speak a lot with what kind of person mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get into the first song then, sir. The first song on Cody's playlist that he gave me off of 
the 2019 album wish you were here it's called canyon But my feet can't take me far This is by my own doing So I tell stories at the barn So I wanted to talk about this right away. You gave me the playlist. Uh, I'd already gone to bed and I saw it the next morning that you Mm -hmm. sent me the playlist. And we were getting ready to go do something. I can't remember what day that was. Oh, that was on Thursday. That was like just a few days ago because you guys were going to, going to Arnold. Yep. And we went up to yeah. the, we drove until we found snow and let the kids play in the snow for a little bit. That's right. I was very grumpy that morning. I don't know why I was very grumpy. <laughs> and Amanda's like, you need to go take a shower because you're grumpy and shower is going to make you feel better. So I was like, oh, fuck, fine. And so I go and I'm like, well, I've got this playlist. I'm going to listen to this and uh, take a shower. And I trimmed up my beard a little bit too. To give myself a little extra time to to sit with the playlist, mm-hmm. and um, first of all, you are very good at putting together a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You, Thanks. You seemed the night before. You seemed very concerned about like what order should I put this in? Did I do I need to go chronologically? You know, do I have to rate the songs or anything like that? I was like, just do whatever <laughs> feels right for the, for yeah. the playlist. It chronologically works. Or just however, you know, uh, I got I got really concerned with that when I was doing all the episodes with Dante, because if there was too long of an intro in a song, it would he would get tur- like my sister is the same way. If there's too long of an intro, she'll just change a song. She'll stop listening. How about with podcasts? If there's like a 20 minute intro of people talking about Arnold, California, <laughs> people are gonna... no, I love that shit. I eat that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I listened to uh, 155 plus episodes of Blink-155. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> barely talking about the band. Yeah. <laughs> so so I would always like, uh, I would try to put like songs that started right away. Yeah, you got to front load it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little front loaded. But I I personally like, like a lead in. When I would make my mixtapes mm-hmm. for people in, in high school and stuff, I would always give a nice intro you got to give the like mm-hmm. movie clip intro at the beginning of the place playlist, you know? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you did a really good job with the playlist. So Thanks. kudos to you. It actually, it worked out. I did. I did. I just kind of kept it chronological and in album order, but um, it, it sounded really good that way. And then actually, since I made it just doing a little more reading that it even, it works a little more uh, thematically, which I can mm-hmm. talk about in a second. Yeah. Okay. But it it instantly, I think by the second song, I was just completely like feeling everything in the music <laughs> so yeah. much. And uh, it, it was like at certain points, and I'll, I'll point out the exact points when we get to the get there. But there are certain points where I was just like closing my eyes and just like listening like a yeah. I fucking I fucking love this so much, dude. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. This is uh, without giving too many spoilers. My um, there's only been one band I think that I've 
found that I absolutely loved out of this podcast, which is Motion City Soundtrack. This one is is up there with that. Like I fucking love it. Oh, um, nice. So good job. Cool. I'm glad you. I'm glad you dug it. And I don't. It, it's been said before. I don't know the exact like quote, and maybe you will about how emo and country are kind of like one in the same or like em- yeah. country music is the emo of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or <laughs> emo is the country of yeah. whatever. But the whole intro to this song before he starts singing with like kind of the, it's a bit of a swell in where it kind of like tapers mm-hmm. in a little bit and just kind of the finger pick guitar. It reminds me so much of like something one line drawing would have done in like the early aughts yeah. on, on those like solo acoustic albums. And then the words come in. I'm kind of glad it, it didn't. It's not a uh, sad boy stuff all the way through. Uh, there's a bit of variety, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I had to make sure. Yeah. I also really fucking love that. I mean, I fell in love with the emo stuff of the late 90s, early aughts and all that because of that. But the the words on this song are just so like. They're very self-aware, which I really appreciate. Uh-huh. But like hopeless and sad. I don't know. I fucking I, I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean he does sad really, really well. And yeah. This song, I mean, a few songs on here and even more on his albums, like yeah, they just kind of take you to that place. And I mean, one thing I've learned over the past couple of years getting deeper into this kind of music is that that pedal steel guitar can just like dictate the way you feel like mm-hmm. the way it it comes in and and swells and in this song particularly i think it's it's kind of it starts off and it's like almost ambient sounding it's just like so yeah. somber sounding and it really like sets sets the feeling uh for the song so I, I knew that this, that he, so he's got the three records and they're called wish you were here. Glad you made it and see you next time. So I knew there was kind of like a theme at least with mm-hmm. the, the titles and the album covers kind of tell a story. But, uh, I saw an interview today where he was talking about how he, he kind of used them as a concept trilogy that yeah. t- takes place in like a fictional world in a like honky tonk bar in Dallas and, um, it's like, you know, each of the songs is maybe from a different character's point of view, but you know, he's kind of in some of those characters. Um, but he, uh, wrote this song after he found out his dad had lung cancer. Oh, wow. And I found this song like right after I found out my dad had lung cancer and he mm. has since been, been cleared and is doing better. Uh, I don't want to bum everybody out, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the words to this song are just all about that. <laughs> about yeah. like, I don't know. The I love the the chorus. Um, the I'm a big, big man, not just in size or stature mm-hmm. uh, in terms that's of space that can't be filled because um, he's a he's a big dude. But it's like he he calls attention to that and immediately it says like yeah I'm a big dude but also like I've got big feelings and yeah. like 
like, oh, there's a lot within me and I am more than like what you see, mm-hmm. um, which is like, I mean, this is the first song in the album. So it worked out that it's the first song on the playlist because it's a really good intro to what he's all about. Yeah. Yeah. I want to listen to the chorus a little bit. Or actually, I'm going to play a line right before the chorus. So at 42 seconds, I think it's just the end of the the first verse when he says, mm-hmm. I don't get close to edges, I'm afraid I'll let go. Um, shit. It's so good, man. Afraid of falling, truth be told I don't get close to edges, I'm afraid that I'll let go. I'm a big, big man Not just in size or in stature Turns a space that can't be filled I'm a bottomless canyon Without a drop to spill Yeah, the pedal steel behind that is It's so like It's just a nice Almost drone But not like a Low, you know, drone that I'm used to hearing When Mm -hmm. I listen to like metal stuff It's this kind of high, almost like chorusy kind of sound behind yeah. it that's just kind of slowly, like wistily following along. It's really, really nice. And it kind of adds yeah. a level of, to such a sad song, it, it adds, <laughs> I don't know, something hopeful or something behind the like sure. really sad lyrics and lyrics that just, I don't know. They hit really close yeah. to home, especially the first yeah. verse. And then as I was listening more and thinking about the second verse, when he's talking about, uh, are you proud of me? Are you proud of what I do? And then yeah. I'll miss you when you're not around, though I wasn't around for you. Yeah. Especially finding out now that it's about his dad. Because I, I thought it was <laughs> about some sort of parental thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I've probably a lot of people... Um, feel you know that they want their parent to be proud of them parents to be proud of them and sometimes you're not sure but also the the line where he's talking about um when you're not around i'll be sad even though i wasn't around just kind of that feeling like oh i don't spend enough time with my with my folks or whatever yeah hundred percent yeah i mean i think that's why this song had is the first song i heard and uh, or one of the first songs I heard. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was like at a time in my life where this like yeah. obviously had a, a ton of meeting and uh, in a way kind of like changed the way I acted and f- felt towards, yeah. you know, my dad and my parents. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the whole, you know, miss you when you're not around, though I wasn't around for you. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a two way street. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I don't like like everything you do or whatever we have stuff but yeah that doesn't that doesn't mean i can't you know be around so Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i totally feel that it's a really fucking powerful song good song to open with my first time stamp well i also you know made note of the chorus and Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. the, the lyrics and that the pedal still particularly um in the the chorus is great but um at 118 which actually might have been in that clip just the way 
the the pedal steel starts it actually starts in the right and it's kind of quiet and then it like slowly swells to the mm-hmm. or like travels to the left channel and then swells to feel both if you listen with headphones yeah um, and it's just really powerful and cool let's uh listen to that even though we won't be able to hear it but you at home will because i'll drop it in the actual thing i'm trying to be a better man than the one that you knew i'm gonna miss you when you're not I think on my side, I could kind of hear it because it does have separate yeah. speakers on my phone. So, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was listening close for it. So I don't know. Maybe it was all in my head. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of things where I'm like, I maybe reading too dip, deeply into what is in what channel at what time that I'm just <laughs> like, you know, making no way, it man, you head, but you do that shit on purpose, though, <laughs> when you're making an album. Yeah, in the upcoming song, there's like a really cool example of that. Yeah, that I'll, yeah. I'll get to. Um, did you have any other? No, those those are my only yeah things to point out on this one. Yeah, I mean these songs work so much as a whole as the whole song. It's hard to pick out pieces. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the only other timestamp I had was the the pedal steel solo at one fifty five. One fifty five. I know. Two shout outs already. Drop the spin. Pedal steel is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, on this album, the pedal steel player is, his name is Ward Williams and I looked him up, but I think he's kind of a session guy, but oh, okay. yeah, really good. Then the next yeah. two album he, he has, uh, seems like he's maybe more involved with the band, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, his band, I mean, the band he put together is, or I don't know if he put it together, how it worked, but actually he's in a he's in a band like kind of a garage psych band called the ottoman turks and i think whoa one or two of the members of this band are in that band he just plays guitar in that it's yeah it's way very different and but pretty cool cool um, so i think there's some overlap in members there interesting pedal steel's cool there's a yeah a, a new battle hag song that is not been practiced or anything yet but we our other guitarist has like a recording of it um that he'd like demoed and the first time i heard it i was like dude we got to get some pedal steel on this song oh man (laughs) that would be so so cool yeah it's it's one it's i feel like it's getting more popular but and it has been throughout time like Mm -hmm. i remember there's like was an Atari song that had a pedal steel solo in it. And like, (laughs) um, there, there's a few, few instances of it showing up in non, you know, country things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now there's several like sort of like ambient projects that I really like that are pretty much pedal steel centric. And, and once you put like effects on it and mix it with, you know, some synth or whatever, it just becomes, it's just so like otherworldly and and cool. It's such a cool, cool instrument. And I think it's 
it's underutilized. I feel yeah. like more more bands could should throw that throw that shit in there. <laughs> Have you heard? I haven't listened to them before, but they're a Sacramento band called Frack. No, no. It's I a, mean, I, yeah, I, I know the name, but I it's a punk band them. with uh, pedal steel. Uh, oh man, are you kidding, man? Yeah, pedal steel, and I uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's pedal steel, bass, and and drums. Oh, like, I don't, I don't think they have. I'll guitar. have to hear that. That yeah. sounds weird and cool. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next song? Sure. The next song off of the same album is called Keep. I laid in bed for an hour today. I'm trying to dive natural causes. In case the Lord forgot to take me. This one, so did you say that this, the songs you picked were in album order? Like, like this is the second yeah, song so on the album? No, it's not the second song on the album, but it, you know, okay. it comes, set, you know, after um, okay. Candy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I picked this song. This is a more like traditional country song. And mm-hmm. I picked this one one for a little bit of uh just levity it's not quite as sad as some of the other ones sure um, although there's definitely some some sadness baked in there but yeah I mean, the first um, couple but lines. also it just just to to highlight yeah well totally just just to highlight <laughs> his song songwriting i feel like this is such a classic classically delivered country song Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. on its surface it's very straightforward he does this thing uh that i feel some of the best country writers do where the song goes on and it's half over or more before you really even know what it's about like it's not revealed that he's talking about her journal until the third verse that's like you know, two thirds through the song or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's all up to that point. It's just about like how he ended up finding this journal. There's a, yeah, there's a George, George Jones song. I don't know if you're, you know, familiar at all, but, uh, it's one of his bigger songs called he stopped loving her today. That's like Mm -hmm. maybe the best country song of all time. And (laughs) It, it it becomes obvious once you know, but the first time I heard it, you don't realize what it's really about until you don't understand what he, what it means by he stopped loving her today until mm-hmm. like two minutes into the song when it's almost almost over. It's a really cool technique that makes the uh, I don't know, the songs really like engaging. And, and yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'm not familiar with that song. Oh, you should listen to it. It'll, it'll, it's heartbreaking. It's the, <laughs> it's gonna sa- mess me maybe up. <laughs> the saddest, it's maybe the saddest song ever and one of oh, the best man. country songs ever. And, you know, George Jones is probably the best country singer ever. Yeah. Um, anyways, you should check it out. He stopped loving her today. <laughs> okay. A really great opening lines again, laying in bed, waiting to die of natural causes or whatever. And, <laughs> Yeah, this isn't a sad one, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a sad one. 
I, I really like the the beginning of it. it. There's an eco case song that does something similar where it's just, you know, a, a word or a half a word. And then the song just kind of like falls into place all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's, it's done so well. And then it has those lines right at that point. And it's just so fucking relatable of just like laying in bed and not <laughs> wanting to get up and uh, not wanting to. F- yeah face your day and all that kind of shit and then it kind of gets into that story of him rolling off the bed and then seeing (laughs) something that reminds him of his ex-lover or whatever under the under the dresser and and yeah it's not till like i think the last line of that verse says something about a page and then it's in the next verse when it starts you realize what he's talking about yeah yeah, he in the, in the interviews he's pretty open about like you know me- mental health and going through mm-hmm. times of depression and everything. So there is a lot of mentions of wanting to die in his songs. And yeah, I don't know how much of it is autobiographical, but this mm-hmm. line in particular, like trying to die of natural causes, like as somebody who has you know you know de- depression or whatever, mm-hmm. but is not like suicidal or whatever but like that thought of yeah. like like i don't i don't want to you know it's just that's that's such a good way to put it like yeah i don't i don't want to take control over this but if if that happened <laughs> i'd be okay with it or whatever yeah. like that that thought you know enters enters your mind when you're yeah. going through really really hard hard times so it's really yeah. relatable <laughs> it's just an interesting way to put it too of like yeah laying here to die of natural causes in case the lord forgot to take me last night or whatever yeah really really well put together this guy's a great fucking writer man yeah he really is i want to play a little bit of the second verse he kind of like he has this very nice way and i've already kind of talked about you know him rolling off the bed and looking under the dresser and stuff but he just has a nice way of like presenting the lines and like really making you see what he's seeing and what he's feeling and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's at 101. Do you have anything before that? No. No? Okay. Covered in dust, the color of rust. I haven't cleaned this room in ages. Her thoughts and her Yeah, I, the covered in dust, the color of rust is such a great mm-hmm. uh, rhyme rhyme scheme with alliteration or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then right after that, it switches to a waltz, which yeah. was totally like, almost took me a second to be like, wait, what? <laughs> the first time I heard it, and now, I don't know, it is kind of like, it kind of still takes me out, but it's really kind of cool that it switches up. Is that kind of like, uh, I don't know, educate me on country stuff here. Is this something that like happens? I don't, I don't, maybe. I mean, I'm not an expert, especially when it comes to like the actual music theory behind a lot of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed that as well. Um, it's, it's in the lyrics. It, it says, 
it calls this verse three, but to me, I, I thought of it more of a, as a bridge and then mm-hmm. it makes a little more sense to be switched up so much, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's really interesting and cool the way it, what's the rest of the song in, if it's not a wall, cause I was trying to figure that out and I was like, well, it's not, is it I one think, of those kind of, it's not just four, four, right? It's like, no, I think the majority of the song is in six, eight, or it might all be in three, four, but they don't like waltz it up until that point. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay at time signatures. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I was, I, I like listened to it a couple times a day and was like doing like tapping along on my yeah, leg yeah, trying yeah. to figure out exactly what was going on. And it's way, I mean, not like it's like some complicated song, but it's past what I can yeah. figure out. <laughs> yeah. It, if it's not in three, four, four, four or six, eight, I don't fucking know. Um, I should, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask <laughs> Matt Hole. I, he's been, he's been listening and, and reporting out to me sometimes. Okay. And okay. I, pre- I appreciate that. And so when you hear this, Matt, I want you to let me know, you have to listen to this song and then let me know what the time signature is yes, uh, please. for everything other than the waltz part. Is it six, <laughs> eight and then three, four, and then back to six, eight, or is it three, four the whole time? Cause sometimes I can't <laughs> tell the difference between six, eight and three, four. Well, I mean, uh, when, once you break down that fraction, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> I know there's a difference, but it that whole it none of that makes sense to me. But I'm, yeah. <laughs> Matt, let us know. Yeah, let's listen to some three four. Yeah, the rest of it is 6-8. I'm pretty sure the rest of it is 6-8. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's really cool. Like, I, I wasn't expecting anything like that. Uh, I was expecting the whole thing to be very straightforward. But, like, jumping time signatures there is very cool. Yeah. my I have a timestamp for, I mean, the problem with a lot of these songs is the timestamps just bleed into each other because all the parts kind of go together so well. But that pedal <laughs> sure. steel solo at yeah. 55 again. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, I could just p- pull out the pedal steel solos in all these songs. And yeah. I think I probably did. And they're all, all great. I'm, you know, I love, I love that sound so much, but I, I'm, uh, it's not like I can tell what a, what good pedal steel is versus sure. bad. Like it's all just sounds so good to me. And I, I can't wrap my brain around how you do any of it because it's like a pretty complicated, uh-huh. um, instrument. Like when I f- f- was up close enough at a show to see somebody play pedal steel for the first time. It's like, there's like a whole aspect I never knew was there, which is like, there's like, uh, paddles that you 
that you hit with your like inner legs or like mm-hmm. actually both sides of your legs. So it's like you're doing stuff with like two guitar necks and then moving your legs back and forth and then switching pedals. Man, it's so cool though. Too fucking complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell good from bad for sure. I would need yeah. to like analyze. I mean, maybe shit, it's just but... only good pedal steel makes it to records because i i imagine it's one of those things where if it when it sounds bad it sounds really bad but uh, (laughs) sure sure yeah i mean this the stuff there's you know kind of two i don't i don't know i'm not an expert but there's like sort of like this kind of pedal steel especially like in the slower songs that's really more kind of ambient and then there's like the stuff like this that's like a good good solo and then there's like dudes that do the really fast picking stuff yeah, and yeah. like that's the stuff where you're like oh yeah this guy's like incredible <laughs> um at this but there's you know kind of a time and a place for that kind of stuff it yeah, doesn't fit yeah. in every every song you don't need to shred on every song guys yeah <laughs> let's listen to a bit of the other vocalist i don't know her name other than van Darian Van Darian. Yeah. Van Darian. Yeah. I, I look, I looked her up when I first got this record and then I had to, I looked her up again today to kind of remind myself she's a singer songwriter from Texas. So I don't know if they know each other or if she mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of like called her in for a, a session or something, but yeah, great, really good voice. Yeah. Sort of sounds like Lucinda Williams. If you're familiar with, with her, Danny. Yeah. Um, just a little bit. Um, yeah. Go ahead and, yeah, sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Go ahead and play it. He's <laughs> got the worst case of wandering I've ever seen. In his absence, I found my brother. I've refined the snake, packing my bag. I'm never gonna wait on Yeah, she has really great voice. Very like, I don't know, maybe Lucinda Williams. Every every country type artist I hear, I'm just like, oh yeah, it reminds me of Nico Case. And her voice kind of reminds <laughs> me of Nico Case sometimes. <laughs> I should, I need to listen to more Nico Case. Have you done an episode on Nico Case? We did. I gave Dante a Nico Case. Okay. I'll have to go playlist. back and listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's good. I need to check out her records. The what do you think? This is one of those things where which which line do you think came first in his absence? I found my druthers or I'm never going to wait for another because that's such an interesting uh, phrasing. I found my yeah. druthers. Um, that like, that definitely had to use... come second. <laughs> yeah, like times <laughs> with another that isn't, you know, super obvious yeah it 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 either came second or or it was like i've i gotta use the word druthers in a song (laughs) yeah yeah um there's a couple instances uh i feel like there was maybe one in in canyon as well exacerbated Uh, yeah exacerbated like it's like 
man, how badly did you want to use? Yeah. I mean, it works. It's great. Um, or wait, it's exacerbated this song. No, that's this song. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) But, um, it's good. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love the duet too. Yeah. When it's both of them singing those depressing ass lines. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. There's a, there's a Dwight Yoakam song called, I think it's just called big Sandy, but it's like similar in structure where it's like you get through almost the whole song. And then all of a sudden there's like a verse with where a um, woman comes in and and sings it and kind of like puts a little punctuation on it. That's really, really cool. Um, It's funny because we talked about that with the, um, uh, what were they called? The black mountain, Mountain? like, Mm -hmm. you know, how, it's like that she comes in with just one line and then disappears yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least here she gets a whole verse. Yeah. She gets a whole verse and then gets the duet for a while as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my last note on that song. Yeah. Uh, me, me as well. Kay. Are you, are you ready for, for voices? I'm ready for voices. This might be my favorite song. Yeah, me me too. Off the playlist. Me too. It's it's the next one also. Yeah. Or no, not the next one, the last one. Right. Yeah, they're both pretty incredible. Lyrics straight out of a Saves a Day song book. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like this this song has a it still has that really sad feeling to it that that Canyon has, but the lyrics are just a little bit more cryptic. In, in places uh, yeah, a little more cryptic maybe a little little more tongue-in-cheek or something yeah yeah I, my timestamps aren't till a little later because uh i wanted to combine them but the first time the chorus comes around on this song yeah that was the song where i was like i just have to close my eyes and listen <laughs> to this because the, the way he presents yeah. and delivers those lines absolutely oh, jesus yeah i mean i don't I don't want to start with the timestamp, but I mean, right away, you've got that, the sad steel guitar and that guitar lead, Mm -hmm. a different steel player on this record. This is a guy named Adam Kurtz. And he also plays with Sarah Shook, who he's touring with now. So there's a connection there. Again, it's kind of that sad, almost droney ambient intro uh, steel. That's like so good. The finger picking guitar is really cool. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like Guy Clark or something. Yeah. This song, it's like all the, if I did t- like timestamps, they pretty much all run into each other just because it's <laughs> so solid. But yeah, that, that yeah. first verse, I don't know if you want to play part of it on my timestamps at, at 17. I stare at my reflection through the bottles behind the bar. I didn't know hate feel this good behind the wheel of a car. I put this truck in neutral, let it roll into the lake. First off, 
off its bottle So it looks like a mistake Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. The, mm. I mean, I could just say the words and be like, yeah, that was good. But <laughs> that's, that's pretty much <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, they're yeah. clever and the, they're just, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like that it's, it's very sad and stuff too, but, but it is a lot more upbeat. Yeah, then it's the last two. It's, it's more upbeat, and like you said, it's a little, maybe a little bit of. I don't know if tongue in cheek is the right word, but there's like some a, a yeah. cleverness to these. The the put the truck in neutral, let it roll into a lake, but finish off the bottle so it looks like a mistake. I mean, that's obviously a yeah incredibly tragic idea, but the uh-huh. I, idea behind it is you know it makes for for clever lyrics (laughs) yeah it's it's the same school as uh you know chris connelly talking about carving out his blue eyes or whatever (laughs) sure yeah you know yeah yeah. where it's like i don't know i don't know if it's the same school because that's like way over the top but yeah but um but it feels like the same place to me yeah like maybe they're conveying feelings but not talking about you know something they're actually gonna gonna do i don't i don't know yeah it's yeah the my next timestamp is at seven uh no sorry uh 48 which you know is right right now after that first timestamp which is the chorus um mm-hmm. you know the the verses go together and then the all right this is one of those songs where it's a little hard to tell what's a verse and what's what's what but the the chorus the holy name strengthens the beast like mm-hmm. not sure what that means at all and how that relates to you know driving your truck into a lake hmm what do i think a holy name strengthens the beast i mean i'm i'm like you'll be you know i've i've read the bible or whatever i grew up going to church so i thought like <laughs> i was trying to think like is there something about is that like a biblical reference but i don't as far as i know a holy name doesn't strengthen the beast in the Bible, but I could be, I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm no scholar, but I mean, just the whole idea, it sounds like maybe whatever he is struggling with or whatever, it's becomes more powerful and he's, you know, pleading with, you know, his God to, Mm -hmm. to give him, him peace. I am going to skip to the second chorus if that's okay with you yeah i mean I, i'll just say like you said when the first four chorus comes in it's so good and so powerful and then somehow the mm-hmm. second chorus just like totally ups the game takes it up a notch yeah like five notches yeah oh. Pausing it there. So I love that when the chorus comes in, it switches to halftime. Okay, yeah. Of the drums. Yeah. It just makes it even more impactful, I guess. 
Also, the way he's singing here reminds me of uh, Andy Hull, the singer of Manchester Orchestra. Oh. If you ever really listened to them. I haven't really. That's interesting, though. Yeah. Huh. It, it, just the kind of the way his voice is moving up and down. Mm-hmm. I, I can't not picture Andy Hall doing this. This guy kind of does it better, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah. uh, it totally makes me think of that. Huh. Um, That's cool. Okay, let's let's listen to a little more here. Hills, man. Yeah, I mean that part is just incredible. Yeah, every time I hear it, it's great. And like when I saw him live, he did it, and I felt like mm-hmm. it—he held that note even longer somehow. Man, there were these girls trying to get up front for the next next band when I when I saw him, and this was his last song, <laughs> and they were like talking during this and i was like it was before that part but i was like listen this is his last Uh song please just shut up for like two minutes i'm gonna leave you can have my spot (laughs) but like i want to hear this song and they did they looked they looked at me (laughs) weird like i was a weirdo Uh and they left so that was nice but uh yeah (laughs) did you did you watch any videos of him playing this song by any chance uh, I did watch a few videos yeah. of this. He he always, man, just like hits that that part, and it's like every time it's it's incredible. There's a there's one really good video where he's playing it at a radio station, and the the DJ uh-huh. like gets choked up, <laughs> like he's like oh, he's like, man. oh man, I've got a, a lump in my throat, and you, you can tell he's like kind of visibly like, yeah, yeah choked yeah. up, and it's got some tears in his eyes after the song ends because yeah. it's so you know, powerful. It's, it's so fucking powerful. (laughs) And you just have to kind of stop what you're doing for a second. Once the, like that note kind of goes longer than you expect it to. Uh And you're like, wait a second, I have to like stop and just pay attention to what is happening. (laughs) Yeah. It, it goes, it goes and it sounds cool. And then it gets to the point where you're like, it almost feels like it's too long, but then it, Mm -hmm. it, he takes it up like a couple, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like whatever he sings even (laughs) higher to kind of wrap it up and it just puts a little bow on it. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. I don't know. You must have really good lung capacity (laughs) to like (laughs) do that every time it reminds, it's like it rivals, um, luckiest guy on the lower east side by magnetic fields that part in that song do you remember where he holds that Uh -uh. note for a really really long time and it's it's always oh man it's a great song but it's always fun to try and sing along with it and see if you can like hold it as long as i yeah the the magnetic fields one he has a pretty deep voice so it doesn't seem as as challenging yeah this one is just like it's that like early Zayo song where the, the guy screams for a really long time. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. That's like all I'm, lung capacity and no like vocal control. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. 
I timed it and it he does it for 15 seconds, which doesn't doesn't seem that long. But it's it's like four bars and it's like not the fastest song. So I don't know. And obviously yeah. it's very high. And Come on, um, you do it. Do it right now. I'll time you. Uh, can you just <laughs> insert a video or a audio clip of him doing it and pretend that it was me? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let's pause for a second. I'll get a reaction. Okay. Oh my God, Cody, that sounded exactly <laughs> like him. Yeah. That thanks. was amazing. I've been practicing in my car. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a, in another, uh, alter, uh, multiverse universe. Cody is Joshua Ray Walker. Mm, that's I'll take that. <laughs> I've got one, one last little timestamp, just to the very end of the song. Mm-hmm. I put this truck in neutral, let it roll into the lake. I'll finish off this bottle so it looks like a mistake. It's like ending the song with those lines. Mm-hmm. And I think it switches to halftime or it just gets slower or something there at the end. Just kind of emphasizing the sadness of those words. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's my favorite song of his. Uh, yeah. Favorite song uh, of all of his that you have heard? I think so. It's just so, so undeniable. So it's catchy mm-hmm. and that, that part is amazing. And yeah. Yeah. All right. The next song. Off of the same album, Glad You Made It, True Love. Cody's coming with a rocker this time. Yeah, I, I had to I had to throw in a a, a ripper to kinda show that he actually has like several songs that are you know more more like this but they just didn't for Uh whatever reason make the it's hard to you know cut it down to five but yeah yeah Yeah, this this one this one rules it's a good one it reminds me a bit of something avid brothers would do Ah. Uh, that's another country adjacent band that i'm familiar with i actually have never really listened to them for some reason um, yeah, they have I th- a few good albums. I think I sure. accidentally lump lump them in with some other bands that aren't as respectable. They're better than Mumford and Sons. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna drop the Mumford and Sons <laughs> name, but <laughs> uh, they're way better than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I don't really. I only have one timestamp for this one because it's kind of a a faster like mm-hmm. rocker and there's no like wailing guitar solos yeah i kind of didn't i couldn't really pick out specific parts yeah i've got a just a um, couple or well i have okay. four um sweet my first Mine's one only one is at 148 so okay i don't even have yeah so okay uh my first one is at 
uh, 31 seconds with the chorus. And uh, that's like when the organ first kind of pops in a little bit. Okay. Okay. Love you some people say Won't grow old together Holding hands when your hair can gray Let's just call a spade a spade True love is meant to fade True love is meant to fade Yeah, that organ is really quiet back there, huh? Yeah, but that's... I mean, one of the reasons I point that out is because it, it comes in later in a much, you know, like kicked up a notch and it's just, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at 107, the, that sneaky fiddle comes in, or maybe it's a violin. I think a fiddle and a violin are the same, same instrument, right? It's just how fast you play it or, or, I think or something. that's how you play it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. it almost maybe sounds more like violin than fiddle to me, but I do not know. But yeah, 107. Sitting at the breakfast table, one says word. And you got that funny feeling. If you screamed real loud, that you wouldn't be heard. It's because you're hard of hearing a big mistake. Either way, you both need healing. What time does it I'm not educated in the ways of the country fiddle, but I would call that a fiddle. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I also really like the line, what time does it mend? It's surely going to break. Yes. Uh, it's a good line. And it like makes, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the organ like kicks up a little bit more there. Yep. And then 107, the bridge, which I feel like is a sick pop punk bridge. What is the time? Uh, what is the timestamp? Uh, oh, sorry. I think I gave the wrong wrong timestamp. Appropriately enough, it's at it's also at one fifty five. Ooh, I have one forty eight because I like the the end of the chorus into that. So I'm gonna okay. play from there. Yeah. Sorry, one fifty five. <laughs> A classic pop punk bridge. <laughs> Just the way it builds, <laughs> becomes a yeah. little anthemic. Yeah. yeah it's really it like good. stops bef- with just the vocals for a second, just before mm-hmm. it goes back in. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> 220, the organ really kicks up to its final heights. <laughs> the final form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you some people say. Won't grow old together, holding hands when your hair's gray. Let's just call space, space. True love is meant to fade. True love is meant to fade. True love is meant to fade. So good. Love speeding. I love that, speeding up that that uh, snare at the end there. Yeah, uh, and that's that's a Hammond B three organ, which I appreciate that they listed it in the credits. 
Because yeah. I think we had this problem with the Blood Brothers when we were trying to figure out what kind of instrument they were playing. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like they sh- credit should be very specific. <laughs> very specific, please. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you always have to credit the Hammond, like it's like it's a requirement. Yeah, yeah. they actually just listed it as the B three. But I guess, you know, organ pros know that that means it's a ham. And I had to look it up. And it is the same. I mean, it's in a, a million great songs and a, oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of not so great songs, too. But yeah, the this particular I don't know if it's just like where where he's playing it on the on the, you know, keyboard or whatever. But reminded me of like uh, uh, Life Won't Wait era Rancid. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. There's and, plenty of Hammond on that. And I yeah. I, I did confirm same same thing yeah yeah it's really uh, Blink One Eighty Two's damn it as well oh right right damn yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good it always um, comes back to Blink One Eighty Two that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel bad kind of that didn't spend as much time on that song it's so good but that's that's pretty much all yeah all I get it's I mean it's a good song it's a banger. It gets you in, it does what it needs to do, and then it leaves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, our last song off of 2021's See You Next Time is called Flash Paper. When you say goodbye, could you say it? It's the last time. Yeah. So this, I'm pretty sure this is my second favorite song. Voices is is just too fucking good to not be my favorite song. Yeah. On this playlist, but I absolutely love this song. It's. Yeah, it's really really fucking good. great. It's it's um, very like Jimmy Eat World transition song kind of to me. Huh. Uh, I, just, I only think of terms of like music that I'm familiar with. So. Yeah, you're making all kinds of connections that I did not make, but I can totally see it when you once you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just certain parts where I'm like, I could totally see this as like the beginning of one of those like longer Jimmy Eat World songs mm-hmm. that's just like instrumental for the last two or three minutes or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, this song is is really fucking great. I watched a video of him playing this live, and he talks about how voices he wrote when he found out his dad, you know, was diagnosed with cancer, and he actually wrote this uh-huh. after his dad passed away, like the night before they went to the studio to record it. Oh wow! Uh, which makes it, you know, even more more uh, sad, but it's really really good. Yeah, man. that makes sense it's a very very like just listening and not like even paying attention to the words it just feels very sad um yeah kind of that like drone in the background yeah i love that distorted heavy guitar that's throughout the song like it's unexpected for me and it but it fits so well and then mixed with the you know, really sad pedal steel. It's mm-hmm. man, it just really sets sets the scene. Actually, I did make an emo connection with this one. I I kind of I kind not to cheapen it, but I feel like it, it actually the some of the words kind of sound like "Get Up Kids," like something to write home oh, about sure. era. Sure. Um, I even I feel like 
I feel like there's a Get Up Kid song where he does say like saying goodbye, like it's the last time or or something. Yeah. What's the closer on on something at home about? I can't remember. Um, I'll catch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yep. There's always emo connections. <laughs> I don't. As far as time can't time stamps go, I don't have anything till 108. If you have anything before that, uh, I I don't I don't other than just yeah when it starts with the guitar and the the pedal steel, but okay. that's right from the beginning. Um, 108 is when the repeated line that I can't remember off the top of my head, but we're about to hear it, so all right, then we'll know. Some are just flash paper with words so quickly penned, burned never to be. That's okay. Um, my, you got my my first timestamp was one thirty two okay. with, with those okay. Yelps, but we can yeah. Talk about. So yeah, the 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 point of me starting to play was uh, the repetition of words never to be writ ever again or whatever he says there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I love the use of the word writ because why not? It's a fun word. Um, um I think he actually says red. <laughs> Does he say That's red? Not not to burst your bubble, but oh, Rit would be burst him a bubble, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's trying to say like burned never to be read again. Oh my god, I was like, completely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, but same same idea. Same idea, sure, um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even like talk about this song without being too <laughs> sad with like <laughs> yeah. some of the connections I can make, but yeah, with my totally. own my own experience but yeah that's just uh pretty pretty sad but those those yelps at at 132 that was my first timestamp. yeah the um, yelps are really the, were again unexpected uh-huh. is it is it nebraska where bruce springsteen it's, does yeah. yelps uh state trooper yeah that's one of my okay, notes. Okay. that's the only that's the thing i can compare it to i mean there's a long history of like the kind of yodel sad sad yodel in in country music and a lot of times it doesn't work and there's some songs where it works really well and Mm -hmm. and this is executed really really well um i feel like man i feel like there's something to that sound that's like primal (laughs) like any Yeah, yeah any human that hears that knows what how, what how that person is feeling <laughs> totally, you know like totally. it's it's just the one of the most sad lonely mournful sounding things i can i can think of and it comes across the same way in state trooper mm-hmm. uh yeah and i love at 156 i mean that was included in that 
what you just played, but the the oh, pedal yeah. steel echoes yes. how he yelps and it's man, it's incredible. Yes, that took me a couple a couple listens and I was like, wait a second. I think I even rewound it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to to hear it again, but it does kind of like mimic what he does after he does it a couple times and it's it's very cool, like a uh, very cool uh songwriting technique or whatever yeah um this is the same pedal steel guy that's in the last album too the 2020 yeah yeah adam adam kurtz yeah good job kurtz yeah it's it's real good yeah yeah this song is it doesn't do a lot like it kind of just does this it stays in the same place the whole time Mm -hmm. but it's uh i don't know it's just so like so kind of raw and heartfelt mm-hmm. the whole time. I don't know. And I I like finding out I didn't, I wanted to talk about this so fast that I didn't take the time to like look up too many interviews and stuff like that. I was trying to find some stuff today. Yeah. Um, but it's, it makes it even better for me to know like it's about, you know, him dealing with his dad. It also makes it yeah. better for me that it, that to know that it's kind of like this, kind of concept album arc or whatever. Yeah. And and this is what I was, was talking about where I didn't even realize I kind of did that where it's, and in fact, one of the, the performances I watched, I I think it was the, was might've been the radio station one where he, he plays Canyon and he talks about how like it's the first song on its first record and it's about finding out his dad and then he after that he plays flash paper and he says like Mm -hmm. and this is it's not i don't think it is the last song on the last album of the trilogy but it's kind of the wraps it up you know Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like you know the theme is yeah yeah uh, yeah it's it's real good did you have any other stamps my my next thing is kind of all all over the place yeah, no, I don't have anything um, um, else on this one. At after the Yelps, um, mm-hmm. at about don't, you know, don't play this part, but after the Yelps, about two twenty, the pedal steel gets real quiet in the left channel, and it really stays <laughs> in the right channel for a really long time. And then at at three oh nine, it really kind of peaks at its loudest in the right channel, but then when he says I love you and then at 315 when he says I miss you all of a sudden there's a second pedal steel track that comes in at that point and it's like subtle and but like Ooh. damn it's it to me it's very like poignant and sad yeah, and ha- yeah. actually and have I mean it's a sort of a joyful idea to me mm-hmm. that it's like mm-hmm something else joining in um yeah. so i don't know if you want to start it at 309 Yeah, it's yeah, one of those cool. headphones parts that's yeah. uh, but like you said, I feel like 
when you're recording, you do that stuff on purpose. And whether it was him yeah. or his producer or the, the pedal steel player, it's yeah, uh, it works it's very in, very well. intentional. It's okay. like little little voices like talking to each other, sort of. Yeah, I know exactly. Really, really great stuff. It's funny because I had seen you had listened to this guy before because I recognized the album cover when you sent me the playlist. Mm-hmm. And I I can't remember if I went and listened because sometimes it'll come up on like Apple Music. Cody's listening to whatever mm-hmm. and I'll go listen to it if I hadn't heard of it. But I can't remember if I listened to this or not. Not this song, but uh, yeah. one of the whatever album it was. But I don't know. I'm really glad. I I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm really kind of excited to listen to more. Um, I did hear a little smidgen of uh, "Sexy After Dark." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Think. I mean, and that's off his latest album, and that's just cool, weird. Like I watched a video of him playing it today and he was talking about how there's like a long tradition in country music of, of not sexy men singing sexy yeah. songs like Conway Twitty or whatever. And he was like, <laughs> wanted to add on to that. Um, and, uh, man, it's, yeah, it's got the horns and it's real soulful and he does a couple cool things oh, with his, sweet. with his voice in that song. Yeah. Um, he does a really good cover of hello by Lionel Richie that you should check oh, out. Okay. Yeah. I saw some headlines about that today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the song there. I, it was hard to whittle it down. I had like eight songs mm-hmm. and it was hard to decide which album would only get <clears> one, <throat> one song. Um, so, I mean, I could I could make you a longer playlist, but you should really just listen to each. each yeah, no, I'm just going to fucking dive in. Nice. I, I can't imagine I will like every single country artist you give me as much as this, but <laughs> I am I am looking forward to more of this. kind yeah. of stuff. No, I mean, this sure. he's he's special like the, uh, yeah. this kind of transcends, in my opinion, especially this set of songs like it's yeah he made it he makes it real easy to convince somebody that he's great with these five songs <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you know listening to them all i mean i listen to this playlist of just five songs over and over and over again because like, each song is just so so good since i uh, i enjoyed this so much i enjoyed it as much as motion city soundtrack i will let him tie with motion city soundtrack on my uh, rating of 4.8 out of five seconds of summer. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's a real pitchfork rating, dude. 4.8. <laughs> what makes it 48 out of 100 and not 49 or 47 out of 100? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> uh, it's a complete bullshit rating system, but I know yeah. off the top of my head, that's the highest I've ever given anybody. So that, That's cool. No, that's cool. <laughs> So tied with Motion City Soundtrack, who I absolutely love now. I'm gonna have well. to. I'll have to listen to that. I feel like I got a demo, like a not a demo, but like a, a promotional CD of theirs yeah. at, at like Warp Tour one time, and just like never ever listened to it. Did you go with me? I know Louie and Josh were there, and I can't remember if you were there or not. But Reggie and the Full Effect played at Slim's. Mm. Uh, no. And Motion City opened. You don't remember that? I didn't, I didn't go. I only saw Reggie once. Mhm. Cool. I'm I'm glad you dug this. I was, you know, wasn't sure, but uh yeah. Yeah, no. Good. 
good fucking playlist, man. Don't expect them all to be this good. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no. I've been doing this long enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the most fun when the when the playlist is really good or or really bad. So give me something yeah. bad next. <laughs> okay, well, I'll see what I can dig up. Lord knows, I listen to enough really bad music. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was great. I'm glad we, or uh, I'm glad you were okay with like switching it up because you were gonna give me Boards of Canada. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah. Which too is, hard. Um, yeah, yeah. Still totally open for that too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad we kind of switched it up or or whatever. Yeah. I should think of something I'm gonna give you. I don't know. I have a list, and I'll think of it later, folks. Cool. Because yeah. Well, thanks for coming back, Cody. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me any anytime. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go listen to Joshua Ray Walker. He is as good as Motion City soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. It's Danny. I didn't have anything funny to put at the end of the episode, but uh, I will let you know, though, that I decided to give Cody Braid. Classic second wave. Are they second wave or third wave? I don't know. Tell me in the comments. Second wave, third wave email, whatever. Braid, Bob Dana, Chris Broach. It's going to be great. See you next time, everybody.